Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Adam to talk about Detective D, The Mystery of the Phantom Flame. This is a 2010 film directed by Choi Hark with action direction by Sammo Hung, starring Andy Lau, Lee Bingbing, and uh, Karina Lau as Empress Wu. Uh, it also has a uh, pretty important role with uh, Big Tony Lung. And uh, before we get into the review of the movie and stuff, I just wanted to mention we have a Patreon, and if people would just follow the link, maybe consider uh, supporting us. It helps with us buying DVDs and things like that, so it's always helpful if anybody who's listening checks out the Patreon and uh, and decides to contribute. We have different reward levels, and you get a sort of affect what's on the podcast in different ways depending on the reward level that you set. So, um, so yeah, so again, the movie is Detective D and the Mystery of the Phantom Flame. It's set during the Tang Dynasty and during the, the reign of Empress Wu. And it's all about this mysterious, spontaneous human combustion that's going on in the Empire that may or may not pose a threat to the Empress uh, against the backdrop of this massive statue, this massive Buddha statue that's being constructed. And Empress Wu, who is just like the Dowager Empress at this point, her actual um, coronation is supposed to be occurring. So there's all, you know, all this sort of stuff hanging in the air as Detective D investigates. And I won't give anything away yet, but over the course of the discussion, we're certainly going to give away spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to check it out first. Um, so I just wanted to find out from you guys, what, what was your initial impression of this film? I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. I was... Um, very impressed by the the story first of all, and I was impressed with um, the action sequences and just the whole way it was put together. I thought it was awesome. I wish I had a second time to look at it before the podcast, but it was great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. It took me a little while to fully engage with it. Like at the beginning, I was, I was kind of taking in all these things. I was, you know, there's, there's a lot of information to kind of take in early on. So I was enjoying, I was enjoying the spectacle of the movie early on and I was interested in the plot, but I didn't feel like I, I fully like emotionally got into the movie till uh, maybe about 40 minutes in. And then, then I was completely on board with it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a good movie. Yeah, no, for me, this is definitely one of my favorite films. Um, I like the visuals. I think it's visually stunning. And I just love sort of, I don't know, just it's just got atmosphere, this movie. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very atmospheric film. And, you know, the character of the Empress is, is a really interesting, uh, she's not really a villain, but she certainly kind of occupies that space. And we'll get into her when we talk about the, the characters. But, you know, just the just all these sort of dark characters that populate the movie and the sort of, uh, you know, sort of the underground, um, what is it? The Phantom Bazaar. That's sort of like the old mm-hmm. city under Lu Yang. Mm-hmm. That, that is just incredible to me. I, I, I love everything about the movie. It's also kind of weird. Like the, you know, like a lot, like some of the fight scenes are almost surreal the way that they play out. Um, yeah. And so, well, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I like the, the ambiguity of it. So it's very much a blockbuster type of movie. Yeah, usually those, yeah, usually blockbuster movies have like the simplest possible morality you can have. And I mean, this yeah. one, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it, it is very complicated, which, which may have been, you know, which is a good thing about the movie. It may have been why it took me a little while to, to get into the movie early on because I wasn't 
quite sure where it was going during the first half hour. So ultimately, I think I think the thing that held me back a little was was a plus to the movie once I've seen the whole thing. Well, and it, it and the plot is a little bit involved, and also it kind of requires a little bit of knowledge of ancient China at times, like you know the whole scene where they're burning the memorials. You know that might not be immediately apparent what's going on if you don't know what a what an imperial memorial is. So yeah, I'll admit, I'll admit I paused and uh, consulted the internet at times this movie to like figure out this this background stuff, and that you know that made it much more interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, so what what did you guys think of the story and the mystery and just the general plot line? I love mysteries. I was I was completely sucked in. The first, I guess, 15 minutes of it, um, I kept guessing of who was behind everything, and I kept going back to the same person. It wasn't that person, and then, I don't know, I was late to the party and figured it out really, really late, later than usual for me, um, but I really thought it was intriguing and kind of suspenseful, Um it was just wonderfully put together. I, the things that I was guessing were completely off base. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So wait. What? What was the question you asked, Brian? Oh, just like what uh, you guys thought of the mystery and the story. Okay. <laughs> I was, was interested in Dion's answer. I forgot what the question was, but uh, yeah, yeah, the mystery element of it really works. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, that 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 that, that was a plus because a lot of times. With these kind of movies, when you make a kind of action movie out of out of a mystery, the mystery element kind of falls to the sideline, and it's just kind of there to stitch to stitch the action scenes together. But it, this 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 work is a mystery on top of being being a really satisfying action movie as well. Now, were you able to solve the mystery, Adam, or did you have to? Were you were you late? I did not solve the mystery. I uh, no, I I I, I had to, to follow along behind the detective D on this one. So the, the first time I saw it, I did not solve the mystery either. In fact, I was completely surprised by the by, by who it was. Only because okay, so we're gonna spoil the movie now. But basically, like <laughs> Watson is the one who's responsible for the, uh, you know, it's it's the Watson-like character in the series. You know, they they sort of established that that's who this guy was to Detective D, and uh, and 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 I noticed this time around in the very beginning scene when they go to the into the uh, into the Buddha, there's a really clear shot of him. That totally incriminates him if you know what's coming, but it's <laughs> that's it, good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, because as I only got to watch the movie once, I was wondering how many clues are really there. Because a lot of movies cheat and never give you clues. The detective yeah. pulls everything out, and you're like, "Well, I never could have guessed that anyway." So no, there are some clues. There are definitely some clues early on, but that one really sticks out. Like if you watch it again, just look for that shot of him, and it's, <laughs> it's very incriminating in my mind. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the, the, the mystery is great. I love the idea of these, I think in some subtitles are called fire turtles and in others are called fire beetles. Beetles. Yeah. So that, but they're basically like these beetles that I guess they burn up in the sun if you, uh, you know, and, and so you can create a poison out of them basically. And, and if, and if, and if a person is poisoned, you know, as soon as they walk into the sun, they just combust, which <laughs> is a. It's cool because it's it's basically um, 
it's it's basically like a uh, like a mundane thing that sort of looks magical when you first see it, and mm-hmm. and they also kind of do the thing like of of um, kind of like the uh, the passionless valley thorns from mm. from Return of Condor Heroes. Where it's this thing that's very implausible, but because it's sort of in the ancient past, they can say, well, they don't exist anymore, but there were once these fire beetles <laughs> that did this thing to people. And so it's, it's, it's a cool yeah. invention. Yeah, it's just a great, a great device. I, uh, I, I really love that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's an element that I, I'm going to hang on to from this movie, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it was so good. And if, if you know about, in ancient China that they believed that all this, these kind of things were possible and they have so much put so much faith in curses and talismans and all that, that, you know, it's very plausible to them that it's some mysterious happening because they moved the um, red papers when they shouldn't have. And that just brought destruction on everybody and bad luck, and so now everything's going to fall apart. So it makes complete sense, if you know. Yeah, I really want to see the early part of the movie again, because I'm really kind of confused about the moving of the papers and all of that, and how the setup went at the beginning, because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite keeping up at that point. And it's like, I, I, feel like, I feel like I need to watch that again and, and, and get, get, get that with knowing what's going on. I mean, basically, if I remember, the moving of the talismans is how the inspector saw there was a problem, and that's, yeah. and that's why he was killed. Um, and then the the Shatua character, the Tony Lung character, was just sort of exploiting the superstition around those things uh, in the situation as a distraction. But and then when the second character also moves the talisman and throws it, like, oh, there's no stock in this superstition, you know, then everybody's in complete belief that it's it that's what's going on yeah that's right he does the second guy just to make it look like it's the talismans and it's really you know he has no other motive yeah 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 no that that actually now now it's all clicking into place and yeah that's that that was very well put together and then the you know and the other the other sort of supernatural elements there's stuff that's sort of like directly related to mystery and then there's stuff that's sort of like red herrings that are related to the mystery like the like the Chamberlain stuff but I think the Chamberlain stuff is actually some of the cooler aspects of the movie like there's this really it's almost like uh, what's that show that uh, that you're always talking about Adam um, the surreal television show. Uh, uh, which, Twin Peaks. Well, Twin Peaks. You're always talking about Twin Peaks. Oh, right? Twin Peaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. There's, Definitely. There's like an elk or a deer that wanders into the palace <laughs> that's and is right. supposed to be the Chamberlain. To, to give advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was kind of cool, though. Um, and the um, Transfiguration. That was awesome. It brought me right back to Harry Potter. You know, it just kind of intermingled yeah. everything for me. The transfiguration. I thought that was the coolest well, part of the cool. coolest thing. It was key, it reminded me of the first impossible mission movie in a couple of hours. Because that had all those 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 masks where people would keep pulling masks off and really be someone else. <laughs> and it also had the element where the the head the head guy from the T V show turns out to be the villain in the movie, you know, which is pulling the twist. You know, like you said, the Watson guy turns out to be the villain in this. It's like those two elements just 
that both made me think a little bit of uh, that original Impossible Mission movie. Now, what did you guys think of the, the Jinger character, right? She was using that to masquerade as the Chamberlain, right? But yeah. Was the face mm-hmm. that we saw, was that her real face? The other, the other, do you know what I mean? Like, because the, cause when she was taking care of him, she told him not to touch his AccuPoints. And I kept wondering, well, why would she do that if she's she was, wearing her normal face? That was a real face? Yeah. So. Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't neither know of them. One. Neither of them might be a real face too. There is the third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, it's not really the Chamberlain. So we know the Chamberlain face isn't real. Yeah. And you raised the point that the, you know, Jigger identity may not be real. So yeah, I guess we never, never actually see her face. But um. But yeah. So I guess getting into sort of the character portion of the discussion uh what did you guys think of the characters did any of them pop out at you were there any that you thought really were uh i don't know annoying or 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 uh particularly humorous hmm. i thought that um peg don't I thought he was the villain the whole time. I'm going to be honest. I just kept thinking with his pale color and the wearing the constant of the black and the black hat and then the umbrella and all that. And I don't know. Something just made me think that he was the villain the whole time. Well, he looks like I, the evil I, eunuch from Dragon Inn, right? He looks yes. Like yeah. Villain. Yeah. I didn't think he was the villain, but I really liked the way he was kind of a jerk. He's just like ready to torture people all the time. It's like that was another thing. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's like that. I, I said I didn't think he was a villain, but I, I just liked the aspect of that character. He's kind of he he is trying to do the right thing, but he's really not the uh, not the the nicest person in the world at all. So and that was a, a good element to the movie. The cool thing is we get to see him again in the um, uh, prequel. He has a. He oh, has, the other movie's a prequel. I yeah, was wondering the first, about the, that. The second movie is a prequel, and uh, and so we'll we'll get to see sort of the the origin of 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 of, of their of their relationship there. Uh, okay. But uh, but yeah. So what about some of the other characters? But yeah, he was definitely he's a very interesting guy. He's a, and I like I like that I like his axes, like just the sort of the 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 costuming and the weaponry with him mm-hmm. is pretty good. Yeah. I kind of also thought he was a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> I was just all over the place with him. Well, you don't know where this movie is going to go in terms of the supernatural because it no, really does you have... don't. Yeah. Well, I, I did, but because uh, <laughs> of yesterday's podcast. <laughs> what was that? I did because of yesterday's. Oh yeah, podcast. that's right. That's right. Uh, you almost got. In fact, I think did that. Did we spoil that for you? Because I remember I, I tried to put the brakes on a spoiler, and I was wondering. Well, if, I mean, the spoiler was yeah. This uh, in, the, in yesterday's podcast, Joel was talking like yeah. It's like in Detective D, you think it might be supernatural. Turns out nothing is supernatural in his comment. I'm like, oh, I was just about to start that movie after the podcast, but uh, <laughs> but I don't think it ruined the movie. I mean, I. I I, there's enough. There's enough going on. Knowing nothing is supernatural. You've still got a lot to chew on in this movie. So I, I don't really feel he ruined it in any way for me. But um, but yeah, I don't. Um, for me, the the my favorite character in the movie is definitely uh, Karina Lau's Empress Wu. I think that's a just like a really chilling character that she plays. Um, 
and and she kind of shifts yeah. like she like every once in a while she retreats into the humanity that's sort of disappearing but but then she just sort of gets her you know she just reasserts like okay i'm supposed to this is my goal to be the empress and people are disposable and <laughs> yeah her relationship with um jing er was very interesting too sometimes it seemed like a mother-daughter relationship sometimes it seemed like a a lover relationship and then sometimes it was she was completely disposable it yeah. was just those two were very good together yeah they I, had excellent chemistry on screen i think that's supposed to be a lesbian relationship that's my view of it but i don't know maybe i'm wrong just like like the death scene just seems it seemed too romantically shot to, yes, to definitely. Like it wasn't. It wasn't direct. Like you don't. Like they don't. You could watch the whole movie and never come to that conclusion. But it just. It just seemed to be the subtext of it. I don't know, Adam. Did you think that, or do you think it? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's. It's ambiguous, but it's definitely pulling. Like you say, just the way things are shot and the the emotion. I mean, there's. Well, there's definitely some very intense emotion between these yeah. two people. Whatever their relationship it's more more than an officer and an empress relationship yeah, that's definitely. for certain and then and then and then there's the whole thing where she says did you ever love somebody and she says yes but the, the you know the price was too high or something like that and but then she asks her if it was worth it and she says yes and she's yeah. very you know it's a very committed yes so um but yeah i, I just think it's a you know and also like the the way that they like Karina Lau is a very beautiful woman. They don't really play up that aspect no. of her. This they make her striking. They make her a very sort of intimidating looking person. Um, and and so I think I think I don't know what they call that, but the, I think that style of eyebrow is something like the moth style or something. There's some kind of specific style of eyebrow they gave her that completely makes the character, in my view, just because he sort of like it's like the one thing you can do to her face to make her less beautiful or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I, I think I think that's a tremendous character, um, and obviously uh, Andy Lau is um, Detective. D, I love I Detective D. Yeah, that that's a a really really good casting. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He nailed it. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it just he he just projects the intelligence really easily. Well, what's so sticky? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I just would have liked him a little bit more quirky. If you were more quirky? Yeah, I don't know. Just have some kind of like weird mannerisms or something. Like a little eccentricity in your detectives, definitely. I do. I love (laughs) Monk. Monk is like one of my favorites. (laughs) He has some kind of weirdness to him. I probably would have really, really loved him. But no, I think he did a great job. Very intelligent um, portrayal of Detective D. I mean, he was, that was spot on. You know, just speaking of Monk, there was an episode where he refused to go into an elevator and he had to walk up several flights of stairs. I used to do that myself, so I've always been kind of partial to Monk as well. Um, but yeah, I, well, what's funny to me too is like if you look at Andy Lau in a lot of other movies, that he's so different than he is in this film. Like, like just think of like House of Flying Daggers, how different he was playing kind of a similar type of character, like a like a lawman type figure. And, you know, the performance is so different. Um, so I, I just thought it was, you know, really exceptionally well done there. And, um, yeah. 
And and again, I I agree with you guys on the Dong Lai character, um, and and uh, Lee Bingbing as uh, as Jinger I thought was really good too. Yeah, I thought this movie was excellently cast. Um, they did a perfect job putting each person with their character. Now, just talking about specific scenes, the first one I want to discuss because I remember I talked about it with Joel, and this is the one that always horrifies me the most is the one where Jinger gets killed. Like, uh, that, I'm just curious what your reaction was when that when that when that spear shaft first flew across the screen. Yeah, that that surprised me. I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> me too. I was horrified. I was disappointed. I screamed and cried. No, she can't die. No, this is not right. But, yeah, it really affected me. Yeah, no, I, it's horrifying on a number of levels. Number one, it happens kind of out of the blue. Like, it's at a moment where it's not... It's sort of like in Saving Private Ryan, how some of the shots, some of the some of the death shots were, like, really kind of out of step with where you expect them in the rhythm of a normal movie. And mm-hmm. this was not at a moment where I was anticipating anything violent happening. No, she's no. just come around to the, to the good guy's side fully. She's sure. just done the step of committing. I'm going to work with Judge D. And then, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're expecting it to be a turning point. No, no, the movie's, movie's going to be a little rough with that. But yeah, I mean, just the fact he lost both of his, you know, his sidekicks to an extent over the course of the movie. That was that was very he, unexpected. He lost all three of his sidekicks. Three, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Three sidekicks. That's true. The other guy was a sidekick as well. And, so. and uh but also it's just such a violent way to die. Like the the, the it's it because normally there's some room for doubt when you see somebody get skewered or hurt in some way. This was like there's no way. Yeah. This went like right through her. Sure. And, yeah. And then another one goes through her like a moment later, and and it's like it sort of just reduces the character to like you know humans are made out of easily disposable meat. You know, it's just like this. It's sort of like like she suddenly is the visual representation of Empress Wu's philosophy in the movie. You know, just like humans are disposable. So. Uh, yeah, when they showed disposable. the tripwire, I was expecting a net. Yeah, that's the th- yeah exactly because they, they that's the thing that's so weird about it. You see the wire, but it's still surprising when she gets sliced up like that. I think because you're expecting her to dodge out of the way, because you figure, oh, they're showing the wire, so clearly she is going to sense the wire and she's going to be fine. Do you know what I mean? Like that wasn't my case. I was like, oh, she's going to trip over the wire and the net's going to come down. Not. She's going to be speared. <laughs> you know, I thought they'd be captured and taken somewhere. As I said at the beginning, all my assumptions were just inaccurate. Uh, but, yeah, I thought they would be captured and taken somewhere, and someone would have to, you know, rescue them. So maybe some other sidekick that we didn't know about would come out of from nowhere and, yeah, you know, save the day. It's the perfect point in the movie for them to get captured, too, because that's the point where they get captured by the villain, and the villain reveals his plan, and then they escape, and, you know, and they have to stop the, stop everything from happening. So it's, it is at that perfect moment. But no, See, Adam made, made sense, see? Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And then there's the, uh, the fight scene in the, uh, in the Phantom Bazaar with the Chamberlain, or the the fake Chamberlain, like the the 
Th- I think that's a really cool scene too, because that's another one where it's like this guy's clearly like a mon- monster or something supernatural, and then it turns out to be like he's basically a really elaborate puppet of some kind. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a really cool fight. Um, so you know, I think you know, I don't know. Do you guys have any other scenes that you thought really stood out? Um, I thought it was amazing how they showed the Buddha coming down. I mean, it's not like a fight scene or anything like that's really memorable. Just, but my mouth dropped open at that, watching the whole thing collapse and fall. That was really done well. Yeah, I liked, I liked, I liked the the mechanics of it falling apart. It was, it was a good effect. It had a lot of weight to it, and and yeah. also it's looming over the thing the whole movie. So it just kind of <laughs> yeah. cool that it does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the way it's always shot too. I mean it's almost always shot from a low angle, so you're looking up at it, just making it immense. It is. You know, it doesn't. You don't get a lot of like aerial shots of it or anything like that. It's it's done as this huge weight above you. And I like that they when they first introduce it, they have an Umayyad ambassador or general. Yeah, um, that yeah. that was kind of cool. I, I liked seeing that because it gave me a sense of this is how big the emperor's reach is. Do you know what I mean? That, that these yeah. Umayyads are coming to to look at this statue before the coronation. So, uh, so that was that was really well done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other scenes that were really... Well, I guess there's the, the death of Dong Lai was another scene that was pretty intense. Um, where, you know, he basically... I mean, I, I guess in a lot of ways he does sort of meet a vampire's dem- demise for those who he are looking for the vampire. Um, but, uh, but, he, but he got it pretty bad because he gets chained up in, out in the sun, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt bad for him. Though he did get, he did have time to um, to basically alert Detective D to sort of the situation. So, you know, um, but yeah, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on the characters before we get into, or I'm sorry, on the uh, like key scenes before we get into the fight scenes? No, I'm ready to move on to fight scenes. What it? Well, what, so what did you guys think of the action choreography in general? Oh, it was, 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 was very well done, I thought, for the most part. I mean, it's, you know, obviously you're in the kind of movie where, I don't, I don't know, you don't, you don't get a lot of, like, martial arts from the people involved, but the action scenes are very well put together, I think. I thought so, too. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it has uh, Samuel Hung's uh, stamp on it. Yeah, I like the scene when uh, Detective D is still a prisoner and he's burning the memorials and the assassins mm-hmm. come and he's using the chains that are binding him as weapons. I thought yeah. that was a really cool scene. I liked how um, in the one scene he harkened back to when he pretended to be blind and was actually, you know, closed his eyes and fought that way. I thought that was pretty cool. That's the scene I mean. That, that's, that's, that's the one I was thinking of, too. Um, yeah. And uh, I like the I like the scene when he's fighting with the Chamberlain with Jinger in the uh, um, at the at the oh cabinet. yeah that's a good one yeah it's it's very that one the fight choreography was good and the drama sort of underpinning the scene was really good too and it just I thought it just worked um, I also liked it's not really I guess it's not a fight scene but I like the scene where 
he's shaving and they try to assassinate him with all those arrows. Do you know what I mean? Like where all the uh-huh. arrows go through the door. You know, it's just uh I thought that I thought that was just a kind of an intense scene and I like that uh it kind of keeps things moving, do you know what I mean? Like it, it and it, and it prevents number it it prevents any romantic entanglements and therefore helps really enhance the ambiguity of the other stuff we were talking about with Jinger and Empress Wu. And um I'm trying to think of any of the other scenes that were obviously I didn't expect him to be so bossy in that scene. I think he was doing it on purpose. I think he was trying I know to... he was, but it, I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, he was kind of pushing her around. <laughs> and he was being really rude because she was basically saying she was willing to sleep with him because the Empress had said to, to serve him. And he mm-hmm. kind of started being a jerk to her. So, But, uh, but yeah, and then there's the... Um, Again, it's not really an action scene, but the scene where the prince gets shot in the head, I thought was pretty. pretty that was a good scene. Yeah, yes. you gotta use your head, and then boom, <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> and then he just falls dead on the chessboard. I thought that was, I don't know, I, 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 that scene gets me every time. Um, yeah, it's just a great scene too because it's kind of presenting him as this big strategist. And you're like, ooh, what's his next move gonna be? <laughs> oh, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> it's such a great fake out. And yeah, I mean, this movie really does funny. a lot of misdirects. I mean, it's really good at misdirection in this movie, and the way direction it goes. He's killed for the stupidest thing in the world. He's killed because he doesn't want to kill Detective D. And then yeah. and then and then uh Chatua is the person who's behind the murder. You know, it's a Yeah, well, it's kind of funny because the thing, yeah, he's just talking about that, like how, oh, you know, there's no need to be rash, you don't need to destroy these people, take a long view. And it's just it's just he's he's destroyed by the opposite philosophy of no, we're just gonna kill all our enemies. So But uh but yeah, so I don't know. Uh any any other thoughts on any other parts of the movie before we get into sort of recommendations and stuff? No, I'm ready for the recommendations. All right, so um, so yeah, so I guess on a scale of one to five, like we normally do, and we've sort of decided no halfsies, right? We can't do like yeah, like four no and a half, or three and a half. It's got to be a, a firm three, four, five, two, or a one. Uh, where would you guys rate this movie? I'm going with a four. It's got to be a must-see. I can't wait to see it again. Um, it's right up there with, with for me, my old-school flicks, um, like Disciples of Shaolin and Flag of Iron. It just sucked me in from like the very beginning. The storyline is very well-written. The action is awesome. The characters are three-dimensional, and I was emotionally attached to uh, Jing'er, so I really felt the pain of her death. She's a historical uh, figure, by the way. She's a real person. Huh? Yeah, she's a real... That's based on a real person, that character. So, you, so there's, a, there's a lot of... So you'll have like a... If you really like the character, there's a lot of stuff that you can go and read about if you're, if you're interested. Um, oh, cool. Um, it, I mean, it just had everything that I would want in a really good movie. So I'm definitely giving it a solid four. 
Yeah, I'd go with four as well on this. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's possible on future viewings I might might elevate it, but it it, it was it's four for me. It was just it was just a very well put together movie. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna have to give it a five. Is my 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 rating? I um mm-hmm. I think uh for me, and I, I I think a lot of people are gonna have different reactions to the movie. Like I think some people will see it and they might give it a three. You know what I mean? Some people might even give it a two. But I really I, for me this movie uh the the first time I saw it I was just in love with it right away. And it's one of those films that's really never left me. And I keep mm-hmm. going back to watch it periodically. So it just you know I. I uh, and I, I, I love the way it's shot. I love the way that the fight scenes are done. I love just the look of it, and I love the atmosphere. And and I think it's just such a strong beginning for for a series. Do you know what I mean? So that by the time yeah. you get to, you know, you just it, it, it really gets things going. And I and I love, you know, again like the, like Dion was saying, the characters. The characters are really compelling in this. And and it's and they're not, and it's a and it's a very complex moral world they inhabit it's not simple at all you know it's got a, it's it's a very uh i don't know it's just it it's it's definitely takes a lot of liberties with history but hmm. but i think it's a great movie to get somebody interested in like empress wu's reign for example do you know what i mean I, yeah. I, I i had a biography i wanted to recommend but i can't find it in my shelf right now so maybe i'll put a link at the uh in the podcast description but but yeah, I, I can mean, easily see this being a movie that gets better on subsequent viewings. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm giving it a four, but it, it's possible it may one day be a five, in my opinion. Well, and I think, um, I think the, uh, the, the, again, I, I, you know, history is something that I'm really interested in. This movie just really gets at some very, int- it, it takes a really interesting moment, uh, period in Chinese history, and and uh, it's a, it's just a wonderful backdrop for a mystery story. Where you have this, you know, all this scheming politics going on in the background. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I had any complaint, I would say the only complaint is the thing that makes it good is also always in danger of going over the top. Sort of the scheming politics that sometimes can seem on the border of being unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Just <laughs> a, sort of, uh, you know. Uh, so, but, but otherwise, I, I think it's a, it's a it's a terrific film. Um, so, so I'd recommend it, and it's it's fairly easy to see these days, right? Like Dion, I think you were able to find it on YouTube. Was that the? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, buy it or rent it on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, so if you want to see it streaming, YouTube would be the place to go. Unfortunately, it's not on Prime or Netflix right now. Uh, when it first came out, it was on Netflix, and that's I think where I first saw it. And then uh, I got it on Blu-ray because the uh, it was so good, and uh, I, I would definitely recommend getting the Blu-ray if uh, if. if you know, it, and I don't think it's that expensive, um, but yeah. So I, I guess we're uh, you know that is our our evaluation of Detective D and the Mystery of the Phantom Flame, and we're going to be back next week with uh, the sequel or the prequel to Detective D, which is um, I believe that's the the Rise of the Sea Dragon, if I remember. Um, um. Yes, because the Heavenly Kings is the third one. Oh, it's three. Okay, I, I saw the Heavenly Kings one. I didn't realize that was the third. I figured that was the uh, second. That's great. No, yeah. There's so so this one came out <laughs> in 2010, and then Rise of the Sea Dragon came out in 2013, and the Heavenly Kings, the four Heavenly Kings, came out I think like last year. So you know, it's a you know the I won't spoil 
the prequel for you guys, but I'll, I'll, I'll be very curious of your reactions. But, but Adam, I do want to, I do want to plant one thought in your head. Uh, okay. Just, just be on the lookout for a famous 1950s, 60s monster and just, just tell me, okay. tell me what you think. Um, but, uh, and obviously I'm planting the idea with you too, Dion. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious now. I'm gonna watch it next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's 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 an interesting seed to plant. So yeah, um, I, I was already eager to jump into the next one. Me too. Even more, even more so now. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we'll be back next week with that, and then we're gonna do the four heavenly kings at the end of the month. So we got all this stuff lined up, and hopefully we'll get to a, a moment of romance uh, in the near future. Um, once that once those DVD, DVDs reach everybody, and uh, and so yeah, so we will uh, we will let you go, and until then, we will talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>